1: Hello. Welcome to episode 219 of Losing a Child Always Andy's Mom. I'm Marcy Larson, Andy Andy's mom. And with me on today's live stream is Gwen from Your Grief Guide, Gwen who is always on our live streams. Now, unfortunately, Gwen thought that the live stream started 30 minutes <laughs> from now. So, I surprised her. Apparently mm-hmm. I changed the time without realizing it and then proceeded to advertise it at this time for the past week. So uh, Gwen is catching up, but was gracious enough to still pop on, even though I don't think she was quite ready. So
2: thank you. No problem. No so
1: problem. Um, if you've been tuning in at all, what ha- what we've done over the last week here is Gwen came up with some Thanksgiving prompts just to kind of get us thinking about some things that we could discuss about the upcoming Thanksgiving holiday. And um, I just love that. So I decided I, I announced them on the podcast. I said, you could email me or go on social media. No one emailed me, but many people did go on social media and send in some comments. So I will be trying to toggle back between Facebook and Instagram as we go to the different questions and give responses that people gave. So here we go. We're going to see how this goes. Um, Is there anything you wanted to talk about, Gwen, just as
2: an introduction before we get started? No, I, the only thing is, is I could have come up with a whole hour's worth of material or more um, just from the show that I watch, which is really weird. Um, I just have to back up because your listeners will appreciate this. When you deal with, with death as much as I do and sadness um, picking a TV show is hard for me right like I, I yeah. don't want violence I don't want this I don't want that I... so one of my um, things that fills me up is I have recorded it used to be Regis and Kathy Lee then it became Regis uh-huh. and Kelly and then it became Kelly and Mike and then it became Kelly and Ryan and now it's Kelly and Mark her husband Mark Consuelos so I watch okay. it every day okay okay Last week, they did a whole series every day on gratitude. And I just wish like we could encapsulate that. I did take some notes, but I I just want to go back. I have all the episodes on tape. There's just so much. But the gist of what I want to say was the whole concept is gratitude is good for our health. It's good for our soul. It's good for everything. So what we've done here today and what we're going to do is hard, but it's good for us. So that's all I wanted to say. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and I think this is a good time for me to add on with that, too, that I, you know, everyone knows that I facilitate a group through Starlight. And then some of those women who have been in a group with me, we all met together. We went on a retreat. Mm-hmm. I've talked about that several times. And and a lot of them are through the curriculum, so they're no longer in the group. But one of the women wanted to start a 30 days of gratitude mm chat. So those of us that were feeling like we wanted to participate have participated. And it has really been wonderful. I mean, Aww. it's really nice to hear little snippets of things that people are grateful for, you know, whether it's being grateful for a friend that you had lunch with that you haven't really been able to do that with because of the grief or, mm-hmm. you know, I I mean, just a lot of different things. I've put all sorts of different things in there. And sometimes it's kind of little and sometimes it feels kind of bigger. But it has been uh, just a beautiful way to kind of connect in in a little bit of a different way. Because we more often are talking about our grief. So to do that gratitude was nice.
2: Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Okay.
1: So what I, I, I will go through our first prompt. So our first prompt that we gave was the first thing that comes to my mind at Thanksgiving is, and so I'm going to give some of the responses. The first thing is that I miss my son as the taste tester of his favorite item on the menu. We won't, and we won't be eating roasted chestnuts all week. I had a breakdown on the produce aisle of the grocery store, seeing the chestnuts. And just had to leave oh i know so sweet but that grief. is it's real grocery store grief oh it's yeah real. i've had grocery store grief for sure mm-hmm. but that's interesting that was the first thing that came to her mind was thinking of her son at being yeah. the taste tester mm-hmm. 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 yeah that's funny that reminds me of andy he always wanted the turkey leg oh my goodness always had to have the turkey leg so mm. Um, then next one was by Andrea. Andrea said, how much I'm going to miss my daughter's beautiful presence, her laughter, her smile, her communication, her love. And then this Hmm. next one's from Dana Brogan's absence. It's the first thing that comes to my mind, no matter what the question is. So that was, that's an interesting (laughs) answer and definitely true. Right. Mm I mean, it's so true. Oftentimes I, I was just talking with a woman today in an interview and about how, it took a really, really, really long time for her to not have the very first thing she thought of every single morning was her son and her son's death. And now Mm -hmm. it's been 18 years and it's not the first thing anymore that comes to her mind, Mm -hmm. but for a long time it was. A long time.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everything is filtered through that.
1: Everything, right. You're right. Everything Mm -hmm. is filtered Mm -hmm. through that. Uh, The next contributor here was David. Uh, David says, I'm thankful for my family, my older son, my daughter-in-law, our grandson, but it can feel sad to be reminded that my younger son, Nick, is not there with us physically, but I'm always comforted to remember the list of happy memories far outweighs the ones of when he left us for heaven. Oh, mm-hmm. that was beautiful.
2: Yeah. You know, there's, um, I do a lot of getting through the holiday seminars and a lot of candle lighting. So one of the things we always talk about is the value of remembering, right? Mm -hmm. There's so much value in that and just the memories. Yeah. We want to treasure Mm -hmm. those. We want to talk about them.
1: Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I love the way he said that that list, uh, you know, was longer than the mm-hmm. list of, of the sadness of those memories around the time of Nick's death. Mm-hmm. So the next one was Vicki Ellie. Vicki Ellie said, this feels so awkward. It's a constant debate in my mind. On in one hand, I'm thankful for my family that I have. But on the other hand, I feel extremely sad and empty because my family is incomplete. It's so hard to enjoy the holidays like it used
2: to. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And my lovely friend Demetra wrote that the thing that she remembers, first thing that comes to my mind at Thanksgiving is my beautiful angel picking that evening to pass. So I can remind myself that I'm truly grateful for her love.
2: Oh, wow. Wow. I did not realize that that was the anniversary date for her.
1: Mm-hmm. and it's um thanksgiving in right. canada is actually in october so oh okay um, it was in october but okay. um but still obviously it's forever what mm-hmm. she thinks about when she right. thinks of thanksgiving and then claudia wrote in how can i be grateful for anything mm. so maybe that's a good jumping off point to to talk about mm-hmm. a little bit too is yeah. that it is hard
2: Oh, it is. It, it definitely is. But I think just finding one little piece that you can say, I, I've got this piece or I'm, you know. Yeah.
1: <sighs> it's trying to see if you can find a nugget. Right? It is.
2: It is. Mm-hmm. We're not saying I don't think any of us. Um, I, I know I'm certainly not. And I know you um, aren't like, oh, let's just be grateful. And this will all be, you know, we're all just going to oh, yeah. turn the joy on. Um, That's not what we're saying. We're saying in the midst of our pain, can we be grateful for, like you mentioned, the friend, the, um, you know, a warm cup of coffee in the morning just to wash your tears down with, you know, I mean, whatever that is that you are thankful for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard to see it.
1: I want to put in two. Oh, You know, somebody wrote in too, on the live stream here, I think of the tradition that Thanksgiving Day was the day that Taylor and I, her daughter, would put up the Christmas decorations and watch a movie. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I can totally different. relate to that one because uh, Andy always wanted to put up the Christmas decorations like early and I would always make him wait until Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. um, sometimes the day before Thanksgiving, sometimes the day after, but I would always make him wait till Thanksgiving. So I think it was his favorite part of Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Right. You get to get out the village and put out, put mm-hmm. out the Christmas decorations. And this was really the start of Christmas. Mhm. All right, so we've got two more on Facebook that wrote to this one. The thing that Trisha thinks of is dread. Just dreading the approaching holidays as they were the first without his without her son in 32 years. My mind is overwhelmed with questions of how to navigate Thanksgiving and Christmas this year, which is such a void with such a void in the family. Oh my
2: word, mm-hmm. yes. It Mm -hmm. is.
1: Those first holidays especially are really, really hard. Mm -hmm. And we have done some previous episodes on that too, Tricia. So it may be worth going to the website and trying to navigate through those Christmas, Thanksgiving ones we've done in the past. Yeah, I didn't feel like we wanted to revisit that the exact same way every year, but it would be something that might be helpful.
2: Right. And I can just say her word. Is the word everybody uses about the holidays is just dread yeah right mm-hmm. yeah it is yep. it is
1: and it's, it's still hard
2: yeah it's not something we look forward to with any level of joy or anticipation of you know oh um what's going to happen or we look at it more of the dread of how am i going to survive what is this going to be like but in the midst of that instead of saying you know oh How much joy, but just saying what, what can I see that looks like love around me, that looks good, that I can just say, well, at least I've got that, right? The the poem we read last year said, you know, there's at least the dishwasher works. I mean, like sometimes (laughs) it's like, you know, I don't have to wash all the dishes. It's, it's really scraping at the bottom, right? Mm -hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And it's interesting too, because
1: now I am, you know, we're on our sixth Thanksgiving and Christmas, right? Mm -hmm. Because Andy died five years ago and no one thinks that it will be hard for me anymore. I don't, I don't feel like, right. Right. I mean, I saw a bunch of women today. What are your plans for Thanksgiving? Everyone Mm -hmm. at work, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? I mean, there's never any, any hint, That anyone thinks Mm -hmm. this might not be anything but joyful.
2: Mm -hmm. Right. And that's hard. Has anyone said, how are you going to remember Andy or brought up his name? No. No. Nope. -hmm. nope, Uh -uh.
1: Not at all. It's just not even a thought in people's minds, I don't think. I know. So here Tiffany wrote, uncertainty. This is my first major holiday without my son in 18 years. How loud will this chair scream? I'm empty. Can I hold it all together or will my heavy heart outshine my half-hearted smile? How are my other children going to fare? How is this even my life now? So many questions come to my mind. Grief is such a fickle thing. Reactions ever changing and not knowing from one task to the next where the waves will take you. Will you be laughing because the kid ate hot sauce on Thanksgiving turkey and dressing or lamenting the fact that this year the hot sauce likely won't even leave the fridge?
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that was beautiful.
1: That I mean, was just beautiful. And
2: beautiful. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. You could just envision. Um, there was something at the beginning that she said that I, that stuck out to me.
1: The uncertainty, how loud will oh, the chair scream? Empty? Yes. yes.
2: Yes. Yes. That first line, like so uncertain. And I think that's the yeah. hard part is we can't, I, I was comparing grief to like a weather situation And it's so interesting because nowadays um, they have these predictors, right? The kids can watch and predict if there's a chance they're going to have a snow day or. um, Yeah. There's no prediction. There's no radar that's going to show any of us when the bumps are coming or what events are really going to be tough. Mm -hmm. Or when it's like, oh, it's partly cloudy, partly sunny. Not too bad today. You're going to, you know. Have a breath of fresh air. Whatever that is, we can't predict it. So I, that uncertainty is just so on target. Yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, and
1: uh, now I'm flipping to Instagram. I have my one Instagram response because I really did not know what the heck I was doing with Instagram, I have to say, until okay. far into it. Peter <laughs> had to do it for me. So I got one response the first day. And this was from After Chloe, who is an avid Instagram user. Uh, she said, for life, for being able to live after loss.
2: Mm-hmm. That was
1: a beautiful one too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause it's hard cause many bereaved people that they, they would life doesn't have the same meaning right now. Right. It's right? it's um, but when we get to the point that we can be thankful for our own life and that our time and is still here and what work we have to do or, you know, people to love and, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right.
2: Should we go on to prompt number two? Sure. What was prompt that, number two?
1: Prompt number two. You wrote them and you. Well, uh, I, don't, you I don't, don't have them in order in my head, head. No, you so. don't. On the top of my thanks list is All yeah. right. Number one Dana wrote, Thanking God for giving me Brogan for 10 years and thanking God for three of my other three amazing kids. So, yeah, that was beautiful. That is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm and then david wrote god that on the top of my thanks list is god even with all the pain of losing nick that i've experienced and the sadness when i truly miss him god truly blessed my wife and me by allowing me to be a part of his full life of 13 years here on earth we will we know where he is we will see him again Mm -hmm. wow those are both just beautiful they are. Andrea wrote all the friends and family who've been by my side this past year and always Mandy's mom podcast. So thanks yeah. for that little shout out, Andrea. Yeah. Vicki Ellie wrote God's presence and comfort. Chrissy wrote the peace that passes understanding. Michelle wrote the beautiful relationships I've made with other bereaved moms. Laura mm. wrote my friends who have stuck with me. Mary Pat wrote my conviction that God is still God. Oh, Those Mm. were all
2: beautiful. They were.
1: You know what I found when thinking of that list was how the the thing they were thankful for was really people, wasn't it?
2: Right. The relationship stuff. No one said, you know, my car, my couch. Yeah. Yes. Or, you know. Yes. I was thankful
1: for those, the new people that have come to walk alongside me each and every Uh day. And of course, um, the friends that stuck with you, that stuck with you through it, the family that did.
2: Um, I I did something different this year, and and I'm not one of those people, honestly. Anyone who knows me, no, I I don't say this very lightly. I don't. We've talked about this. Not hearing God's voice directly, like some people get this word yeah. from God all the time. That that's not yeah. my story. But on Sunday um, during worship, it was like God just spoke to me and said, you have so much to be thankful for. And I just started like thinking of all the things that I have. And the songs we were singing, of course, are, you know, about the firm foundation and his faithfulness and how he doesn't change and all of that. And that Uh is the basis. But then, you know, right now I don't have to worry about paying for food or I don't have to worry about how to turn on my light bill or, you know, pay the light bill or things like that. But then on the second thing that happened to me was that I have so many people in my life that I'm so thankful for. And then my thought went to, you guys are going to laugh at this, but I think understand it. My thought went to, well, I want to tell those people around me how much I'm thankful for them and just the things about them. I'm thankful that my son-in-law is a hard worker. I'm thankful that my daughter's boyfriend has a steady personality and he allows her some balance i you know just things that were just i i'm thankful that my son and daughter-in-law bring my grandbaby to church i like mm-hmm. I all these things so then i'm like i'm gonna tell them then i thought if i say this all at the thanksgiving dinner it's gonna get emotional they get mad at me and it'd be like oh there goes mom on her you know so god just gave me this like You have so much. Where's my camera? So much to be thankful for. And I was looking at my hand. So I made a little hand. um, And on one side, you can't read it. One side, it says um, I wrote I'm thankful for. And it was five promises of God that I'm thankful for. And then I wrote one specific to each person of things that I'm thankful for about them. Because I don't want to read them or have them be emotional. I hope they're not listening right now. But um, because then they're going to know the (laughs) surprise that I'm working on. Look at all of them that I have. I mean, and I'm just going to give out all of these hands to all of the people in my life that I have. All the God promises are the same. But then the promise just that I'm really, I'm really thankful for a lot of things. And I just wanted to say it. But here's the part that I thought you guys would understand is then I thought, am I going to die soon? Because then these people are going to, like, this is, I think about death so much that, you know, like people go, oh, they had just said these beautiful things. And then, you know, how many, so then I'm like, is my family going to go, oh, the last thing she did. is (laughs) (laughs) Like, I get paranoid like that. I get, I don't want to be too, too in tune because then I don't want that to mean I'm on my way out. Like, that's the way I feel and think. <laughs>
1: that is an interesting way of thinking, Gwen. Yes. But I see, well, because I work with death every day, I'm so aware of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh. Well, you bringing up church, I, so I had church this last Sunday, obviously, as well. And the, and I am so thankful for our pastor that we've had for the last 10 years mm-hmm. and how he walked with me. Mm-hmm. through andy's death so it was his last sunday oh he's retiring so oh. that was the last day and um you know we were rehearsing for the the week before and i did go up to him and and i went and talked to him after church again this sunday like i will never be able to thank him enough mm-hmm. for standing by my family like that and I mean, I'm just so grateful to have had him through all of that. But, wow, really hard to think mm-hmm. of, you know, even next week, right? And yes. then I'm up in front of the church singing because we're singing a special song for him. Just just tears just pouring um, down yeah. my face. It was just really, really hard. It was, mm. I mean, so hard. It, well, Pastor Bob has been amazing right
2: yeah and that's what you know so thankful like you said for what his ministry was and how well he did it but then the heartache yeah. that they do move on i mean retirement is a beautiful thing to get to right and like right. many times people right. are called to other places or people move and go out of our lives and that's why i i just it's, it's just I, hard for me to think of a
1: senior pastor our senior pastor you know, never having known Andy, never having known mm, us when mm-hmm. we weren't broken, never like not mm-hmm. knowing any of this about us. It just seems so strange. And I know people do that, right? And there are people that I've talked to that I, on the podcast and in life that that have even changed churches after the death or gone to a place. So this is not, you know, there are certainly lots of people that get support from their church home who never knew their child, but it's just, Mm -hmm. it's just hard to even think about, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so anyway, I had a grateful Sunday, but, but in uh, a different sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just sad. It was sad. Okay. So, and then I didn't get it to work on Instagram that day. So there's nothing on uh, Instagram for that day. So here is prompt number three. Prompt number three is, what particular part of Thanksgiving are you dreading? So here comes that dread comment mm-hmm. that I, again that we touched on. Uh, but this is now the, some of the specifics of dreading. So um, the first person wrote, feeling like I have to put on a brave face around others while on the inside I'm screaming in anguish over the recent awesome. loss of my only son. Mm-hmm. Also, if anyone has comments that are listening right now that want to put those in the chat, that would be awesome. So don't mm-hmm. feel like you if you didn't do it earlier, you can't do it now because that would be great. Uh, the next person wrote, I don't dread them as I did at the beginning of my grief. My older son and his family help us celebrate what we have and to remember Nick is still with us in our hearts. Also, my grandson shares his name, Nick. Oh, Aww, that's that is neat. Sweet. Um. And then Andrea dreads when we're all seated at the table and she's not there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then someone else wrote, uh, I hate to say this, but the answer of being around my parents. Wow. <laughs> yep. I, I hate that I feel this way, but they're just so sad and I can't help but feel they're judging me. Not in a bad way, but judging in a mental, in a judging my mental health way. I feel like I have to make sure they aren't too sad. Otherwise, it ends up me comforting them. I know they mean well. They love me. They love my son. They're just so broken, too.
2: Mm. Well, that's managing other people's pain, too. Like, when you're at home, you can grieve by yourself. But when you're at your family and you see their pain, too, I think that's what I hear them saying. And, you know, that the parents worry about them and, oh. That's so well and
1: then tough. she goes on to say, I've always thought this must be harder on grandparents than it is on parent. They lost their child's child. They're hurting for themselves and for their child. They kind of hurt that they're help that they kind of hurt they're helpless against. There's nothing they can do to make it go away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think you can go kind of both ways on this too, because in her case, the grandparents are just super sad. I feel like in my case, I just can't even talk about. Andy at all in front of the grandparents, uh, the the one side, because, you know, on, on the one side of the family, it's just kind of like, Oh, that just makes us sad. And I don't want to be sad. So kind of no talk mm-hmm. about it. And on the other side, like, I just, I I don't know what, I don't know what he thinks, honestly, because I just is always trying to cheer me up a little bit. So mm-hmm. I it's, it's uh it's hard. I think your right. parents can be really, really hard. So mm-hmm. yeah, you can have both extremes. You can have them be so sad and you feel like you need to cheer them up, or you could have them appear to feel nothing, which is mm-hmm. really hard too when they appear yes. to feel nothing.
2: Yeah, that goes back to the very first person who said that brave face, and that's the thing that we dread is that pretending. Uh, You know, I ask people and we talk about what your emotional wish list would be. And so many people around the holidays, their emotional wish list would include that other people would know what I feel, know when to speak, know when I want to be alone, know when I want to be around people. Like, I know.
1: The problem is, though, the problem is that we don't even know. Know that. I I don't know the answer. I can't expect somebody else to know the answer Mm -hmm. because oftentimes I don't know the answer either.
2: Yep. Like and when, it do goes back to, and when do I want
1: to be alone? When yeah. do I want to be around people? I don't know.
2: And that's the uncertainty that the other listener said about it. It's just such an right. uncertain. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, so now back to this, back to the answer about dreading. So um, dreading cooking for three people rather than four. Mm-hmm. dreading not getting to watch him eat the kid loved food I have a video that's like 4 seconds long of him just finally chewing food and it's one of my favorite as a mother we love to see our kids enjoy something we have prepared with love for them often we finish the loads of cooking exhausted not even hungry anymore and just pit, sit back and spend time watching our loved ones dig in I dread not being able to watch him enjoy his meal mm. oh, no um then Chrissy wrote the empty chair at the table and then the last one is no one acknowledging my daughter and Mm -hmm. I guess that's the one that resonates the most with me is that I feel like that's what happens is that there's not even acknowledgement um that it's that it's hard and that he should be there yeah and maybe that's why it's it's a relief Eric's on call this Thanksgiving, so I we don't have to spend it with any family. Mm-hmm. I did invite people that they could come here if they wanted to, um, but wasn't taken up on that, and which is fine. And so we're are having Valeriano's coming home, and then he has some tenants. Interestingly, that they're they're a young young Guatemalan couple, and they have twin girls, and they don't even really speak a word of English, and they're coming to have <laughs> Thanksgiving at my house, so. That will make wow. things different for sure. Right, right, and um, yeah. So anyway, that's what that's what our Thanksgiving will be. But in in a way, it's a little bit of a relief that it's not. It's not with a family who won't acknowledge the presence. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, almost half the people won't even speak English, so I don't. <laughs> right, <laughs> and you and Den- say, don't certainly yeah. don't even know that Andy existed. Right, they don't yeah. have any idea that Valeriano had a. Has a brother who had died. I'm sure that's mm-hmm. never
2: come up because it's yeah. not something Lariana would ever disclose. So okay. Um, but if they look at the pictures of Andy around, they may ask. I mean, or well, they, just even look. Well, they and, won't you know, ask because they <laughs> they won't know how to say it, but they'll look, they you know, and I mean they may notice, yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes maybe there's more of a connection in the non-verbal and just knowing, like, hmm that picture of your family there has, you know, this many people in it. I, I think they will be intuitive for some reason, more so than even our family who knows and doesn't say anything and spend all their time. But, um, that, what you just shared and what the other people shared is really the saddest. I don't want to say part of my job, but what makes me the most enraged is that people don't get it and that people do have to pretend and they do have to just you know um survive you know like moment by moment just try to get through family things rather than having that openness and that common ground to say hey you know let's say a prayer or a toast or let's do this or that it's just so hard right mm-hmm.
1: somebody wrote in do you want to read that because you can read those yeah <laughs>
2: Uh, yes. How do I model for my family this Thanksgiving on how to ask me about my son and to just acknowledge him and not be afraid to bring up his name around me? Um, how do you model that? Then you just say, these are ways that I'd like you know him to be remembered. Um, or this is an idea that I'd like to do. You can tell them ahead of time. Like I'm going to have a moment of silence or say a special prayer or have an empty chair or light a candle. Or have a a candle, right, a candle or a
1: picture or something.
2: And then you just tell them. And I always tell people it's going to make a percentage of them uncomfortable, but that's okay. Like I say, so what? Let them be uncomfortable. Um, I,
1: I think doing something like a picture or a candle or something like that. Mm-hmm. does though open it up for the people who aren't uncomfortable to, to be able to yeah. go there then and mm-hmm. th- and to offer you some comfort because you don't know who's going to be super uncomfortable by it and who will be sort of relieved that something right. happened and so i think doing something little like that can yeah just be the little hint that they may have that like yeah it's okay to talk about Him or her, right?
2: Yeah. Yep. And just, you know, by modeling, by saying and not being afraid to talk about a memory when it comes, to have a laughter memory when it comes, to have a sad memory when it comes. And we're modeling all sorts of them are okay. I think there's some families who only are comfortable talking about, you know, the good, happy memories or the, you know, they're they're not so receptive to ones that might be emotion provoking or sad.
1: Well, well either way. Right. I mean, it Mm -hmm. may be that they feel like the only way we can do it is with a picture or a moment of silence or something like that. When another thing you could do is say, Oh, you know, I know Andy would love this Turkey leg today.
2: Right. Yeah. Who's going
1: to want to eat it for him. Right. I mean, that now brought Andy back up into the conversation. No, I've never done that, but it's something that came to me. Yeah and i and i probably i might i might do it i think the only one that would actually do it would be peter but you know right. i i think that's something that you could do in bringing up your child in a very um just a kind of an even keel kind of way right so right. not in a super mm-hmm. emotional we've got to have this special moment of silence and not being super light about it, but like, Hey, Andy can't be here to eat the turkey. Like who'd like to do that?
2: Yeah. You know, or I was serving their favorite food. And like you're talking about, I have some other family members who Mm -hmm. do that. What, um, a friend of mine's mom died when she was in high school and every family gathering, they talk about who's going to make mom's favorite dish or what are we going to have that mom loves so that she was always a part of their family gatherings that way. And now she has children and they say are you going to make grandma's grape salad and they never met her mother but they know oh. that you know because they talk about her recipes and her food and things um, and i like what michelle said here that she always brings a picture and candle to light for her son i can't um count on ever, anyone else um doing it or bringing him up i wish that they would and that is the part i say about grief all the time is even though we're hurting and we're on empty, we have to find the energy to do these things. Cause if we wait on others.
1: They won't do it. And then you'll just be yeah. disappointed.
2: Right. And then another holiday goes by. Um, I haven't shared this poem in a long time. Maybe I should um, find it ha- where it talks. Have I read it to you about, you know, it's the concept of the elephant in the room. And basically if, if we can't bring up her name and we can't, talk about her life then you know we can't talk about her death and we can't we talk about all this other stuff basically the poem says and all this trivial chatter but yet we don't talk about this thing that's big and hurt us all and at the very end it says if I can't say her name if and her name was Barbara it says if I can't say Barbara to you and not have you look away then you're leaving me alone in a room with an elephant yeah And how many families have that where some you know they're left alone and so um you know we have to bring that up and and recognize it that something very painful has happened or something big is missing
1: yeah 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 well, it's so hard. I mean, it, it. We've got obviously two weeks from today is the Andy Larson Memorial Concert. If any of yeah. you at all are local to West Michigan, I would love it if you would come oh, yeah. and and get tickets because this is another thing that's been really hard. Is that you know when we were supposed to have the first Andy Larson Memorial Concert, it was supposed to be in March of 2020, the very last week, and the tickets we sold out. I mean, it was it it was going to be a big. And, and then, mm-hmm. and I think there were more tickets to that place cause it's in a different venue and there are fewer seats I'm sure in here. Um, and this time we haven't, we haven't sold mm-hmm. out and it's hard. It's, it's really hard. And, and I know it's partially it's been five years and partially it's cause it's Christmas time and people yeah. have choir concerts and band concerts and Christmas parties and other commitments. And so a lot of people can't come cause of that. But wow, I mean, it just, it just like hurts my mama's heart, right? That I really wanted,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I really wanted it to be full and maybe it still will be. And and we've sold 75% of the tickets. So it's not like it's terrible, but right. I just, it, you just want it. You, you want people to come. You want right. people to remember. And I wanted to honor all the kids who have, uh, whose parents have died and the the vocalist who's coming is like Grammy award winning. He's awesome. He sings this amazing song. uh, Don't you weep for me mother when I'm gone. And which I of course weep through the whole thing, but (laughs) (laughs) kind
2: of an oxymoron. (laughs) Don't you weep mother. (laughs) I know when I weep the whole time.
1: (laughs) I actually had been thinking though about that. I, I I think Andy would be totally okay with me weeping on that. Oh yeah. It's a, it's an emotional
2: kind of. Song, yeah, imagine but... your child sitting there going, "Come on, come on, you got to at least have one tear for me, don't." Take me
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I know. Yeah, I know.
2: Um, so anyway, that just goes back
1: to that. It's, it's just, it's a hard thing, right? It's. Hard. It is.
2: I think one of the couple things, um, the time of year, you know, is really hard, and I'm so glad I got yeah. my ticket right away when you told me about it. Because I've already had so many things come up and someone says, Oh, December 5th, I'm like, nope, I can't. I got plans. Um, but if I had not, it I realized yeah. like how that date's been brought up for several different things. And so mm-hmm. you know, people sadly enough, like you mentioned, have you know band concerts and events and yeah, things.
1: Yeah, lots of things. There are lots of things yeah. that are going on that night. There is, believe it or not, there is another boys choir a blind boys choir from somewhere that's coming into Grand Rapids, like not even like another boys really? choir. How crazy is that? So wow. anyway, because somebody wanted to bring her priest and he is going to this other boys choir event at another place. And so it, it's busy. I totally get that. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it doesn't make it easier for me.
2: No, um, not at all. Yeah. Not okay.
1: All. Um, Let's see, should I've got, okay. I can go on to prompt number four. And prompt number four, I finally got the um, Instagram working again. So I'll be able to do that too. Here are the comments though. I am thankful when others. So I am thankful when others say Brogan's name, share a photo or memory or how they were reminded of him recently. Oh, Mm -hmm. that is, that I love. Especially Mm -hmm. that last part how they were reminded of him recently because that's the thing. Oftentimes I feel like I'm the only one remembering Andy. So when someone says, oh, I was thinking about Brogan the other day or I was thinking about Mm -hmm. Andy the other day, when this happened, that just makes you happy.
2: Mm -hmm. It does. Mm -hmm. And you know, people don't know how much that warms your heart. So it's sad because people may be having those memories and they're holding those gifts from us, but they don't know how much we treasure them, especially as moms. Um, So
1: yeah, I'm going to go on because all these are sort of then related. Okay. When they say my son's name, share stories of him it helps my wife and I to know he is still alive in their hearts and not just ours. The next person wrote, uh, let me talk about my daughter and ask questions about her. The next one is share a memory photo or video of my son with me. Grateful knowing others are remembering him and continuing to speak his name. Uh, the next one, Stephanie wrote, I am also mo- most thankful when someone lets me know they've thought of Alex, share a memory, say his name, letting me know they haven't forgotten about our boy. Michelle wrote, me- remember my son. For example, when I got a random text from someone who thought of him, dreamt of him, or shares a song or memory, it means so mm. much to me oh my gosh all of those laura wrote share a memory they have of my son with me ask oh and then remember caleb share about him with me acknowledge my grief and don't try to fix me those are all beautiful those are all related i've got two more here that aren't related but i want to i want to talk about those first those memories
2: yeah those Mm -hmm. memories
1: i i think about you know we don't get new memories Of our kids. Like, I don't get to make new memories. But when someone shares a memory that they have, Mm -hmm. maybe one that I wasn't even there for. Mm -hmm. Oh, my word. It's like a new memory.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's a treasure for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's what all of those parents were talking about. Right. We're all talking about that.
2: I mean, wouldn't that be beautiful? I know most of our audience is bereaved people. I really wish we had invited their friends, like all their friends were listening and the friends knew that the best gift they could give a bereaved parent this Christmas was to share a memory or a picture or a dream that, you know, all these things that were mentioned. Oh, Mm -hmm. just think of all the gifts that would be given.
1: Yeah, I may have to take this little clip and try to put it on Instagram or something because that is what we would love to have people know, is to have people know that sharing a new memory in the holidays Mm -hmm. is a gift.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And that's, Tiffany wrote in too, just on the live comments right now. Absolutely. It's the new memories. I mean, those, what a gift, what a gift. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: All right. So I am going to, to say two other comments that were a little bit different than the others. So Vicki Ellie wrote, I'm thankful when others respect my boundaries and don't force me to be present when during the holidays when oh. I can't. Amen. And then Mary Pat wrote, ask me how I'm doing and really want to know.
2: Both of those yeah.
1: super, super important.
2: Super valuable. When I said there's value in remembering, there's value in boundaries. There really is. Yeah. And just, Yeah realizing that bereaved people need boundaries and they can't emotionally go to everything or be involved in all the things. Yeah. And
1: they're so pressured to do so. So pressured, Mm -hmm. you know, telling somebody that you're not coming to an event. It's like, it's sometimes people take it almost as a personal affront that it's against them. It's not, it's that you just, I personally can't do that right now. It is just too difficult for me right now. It has nothing
2: to do with them or that we think they're going to be unkind or whatever. Right. I just had this thought, you know, being new grandparents, and this is our first holidays. Our granddaughter will be nine months old next week. um, Thinking about all the plans and the time of day, everything, when you have a new baby, everything is based around feeding, their naps, their... And so we're navigating that. So I just thought, wouldn't that be... Why couldn't it be for bereaved people that their families realize that everything has to be navigated through the needs of the most hurting person in the room? Yeah. You know, we're looking at the most needy, vulnerable person in our family. Well, a bereaved person is the most needy, vulnerable. I just had an aha moment. Man, we got to have the sensitivity (laughs) that we do for new moms and new babies and realizing that how many people they, when a new mom says, sorry, I can't be there. Or I just, you know, uh, the baby can't allow for it. Or I have to feed or we have to goes, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just come when you can. They don't give that same grace to every person. No, no, they don't. They don't at all.
1: They make you now feel guilty because I'm Mm -hmm. already, you know, dreading it. I don't want to do it. It was a really hard decision to come to. None of those decisions are made lightly, whether you're right. going to go to an event or not. They're not. And so when I say, I, I'm i sorry, I just can't do that. You know, when you get a, why not? Or a look of like, really? Then that's just not not helpful. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. So I, I'm going to go to Instagram now and say the the responses to okay. this one on Instagram. Again, now I've got to try to remember what the question was. It was. Oh, yeah. I am thankful when others. There you go. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. When others accept my grief and aren't uncomfortable being around me. (sighs) Yes. Um, Remember my son and talk about him with me. Oh, Peter, because this is me testing it because I wasn't sure that it was working. So Peter wrote, give me mashed potatoes. (laughs) <laughs> I'm thankful when others give me mashed
2: potatoes. That's
1: awesome. He loves he loves my mashed potatoes, and I told him today. I was like, just so you know, the mashed potatoes is making the live stream today. So, oh
2: good. Um,
1: and the next person wrote, "Understand why I may not be thankful." That's mm-hmm. a good one too. That yep. not expecting that you have to act a certain way. Right, um, and then I'm thankful when I stop and realize all the love and support I receive daily from family and friends. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, I'm so that glad that is that's the case. So glad. Okay. All right, so now, on to prompt number five. Let's see. I'm trying to see if I can stop with our start with instagram this time since i'm on this instagram okay a memory that causes me to give thanks is oh shoot there it goes um remembering when my (laughs) remembering when my baby would kick so hard when i was pregnant best feeling ever my last the last hug my son gave me i think of it all the time oh what a gift um, Valentine's Day 2019, the only holiday my sweet girl was given. And then the last one, how we spent our last Thanksgiving with our son. Oh, those are nice. memories. Um, and then now back to Facebook. Okay. Sorry. All right. Memory that causes me to give thanks. Oh, this was at the end of May 2020. She's talking about her and her son Corbin. Decided to take a road trip to the beach at Lake Michigan, about an hour and a half from us. It was early in the pandemic and it was a beautiful day. We wanted to get out this Sunday afternoon and take our dog to the beach lake for the first time. We've been to other beaches along Lake Michigan, but we decided to visit one we hadn't been to tomorrow before. It was a beautiful sunny day, and we had fun with our dog, Rusty. We sat on the beach and took in the scenery and walked around and tested the water. It was a great afternoon. On the way home, we learned heard a new song by Jeremy Camp called Keep Me in the Moment. I just remember looking at Corbin and thinking, yes, keep me in this moment. I just savored it. It was a great day with my boy. Six weeks later, on July 4th, I lost Corbin to the waters of Lake Michigan. I'm so glad for the memory we had in May. It's engraved in my mind like a gift that every time I hear that song, it brings me right back there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Wow. That is a beautiful. Yeah. That's a beautiful memory. And I, and I believe Jeremy camp lost his first wife to cancer. Yeah. Right. He did. Yeah. He has songs like, what if the healing doesn't come? You know, many of his songs were written out of his heartache of his wife dying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, and then the next one is the last year with my daughter, we had the opportunity to spend so much time together.
0: Mm.
1: Um, Chrissy wrote when Caleb gave his heart and life to the Lord. And um, Dana wrote every single memory I have broken causes me to give thanks.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, David wrote my son, Nick's overwhelming love of every holiday. He could light up the whole house mm-hmm. because he loved to celebrate them all. Sorry, I can't be there for the broadcast. Oh, so he just was saying you couldn't be here for the live stream. Yeah. Oh, wow. Those are, I mean, Yeah. you just think back of so many memories, right? Yeah. So many memories. I think back to one that happened um, 10 days before Andy's not died. We were watching the fireworks from our boat because they shoot off fireworks over Elk Lake. Mm we all got up in the bow of the boat and we were all under blankets because it's, it's Michigan and right. in August, it's cold. And, um, we're up there looking at the fireworks and I was able to kind of touch and hold everyone in the, in the bow of the boat. And I just had this overwhelming feeling of savor this,
2: mm-hmm. this moment mm. is
1: precious. Yeah. And I thought in my mind it was because my daughter was going to be going off to college in a year and they weren't all going to be like this forever. And it could just be one of the last times we did this just as a little family. But it turns out I think God gave me that moment to really, really appreciate it. Because, you know, 10 days later, Annie would be dead. Mm
2: -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. I mean, I just, Mm -hmm. I think about that night a lot. Yeah. I think about that memory a lot
2: i think most of us have How, a moment we go ahead no go ahead no that um you know and the mom writing about that day where they were at lake michigan and the um just living in that moment that a lot of us can go back to a moment where you look and go wow right now, life is good. And it's been so long since a bereaved parent has had that feeling, right? We love that feeling. And we're not, we're not going to have that again until we're all together, right? Um, Right. Yeah.
1: That's the thing. That's the thing. I don't know when I will have another moment like that, or if I will again in my life. I don't know if I will. Right. Because you know, the absence is always there. It's just going back to what people were writing about the empty chair at the table
2: yeah but I, re- I recall one of the listeners wrote about you know their their son daughter-in-law grandchildren um someone wrote that tonight that you were reading about that i think what they're saying is they do have still moments that they can treasure like with the people that are around them i mean it's not the same or replaces but what i heard in that comment was i still have those things too yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. So um, now here's Thanksgiving prompt number six. So that was the one that was just posted yesterday. Um, uh, First person wrote my, uh, oh, the, the, the support I find in or at at some blank makes me thankful. So the support Mm -hmm. where you find support. Yeah. And uh, Dana wrote in my support group with my fellow bereaved moms. I love you guys. Michelle wrote in my relationships with other bereaved moms, we are family. David wrote in with bereaved fathers, men are often left out of the reminders of their need for support, albeit many men are victim to male stereotype of being strong at the expense of their emotional needs. I meet with other fathers one um, once a month, and we at least have that time to share our common bond of being grieving fathers
2: love that that's a, such a I point. love that that's so such much. yes
1: I mean I so often ask this of dads when I have them on you know what are you asked more often how are you doing or how is your wife right and it is always how is your wife right always and it when somebody asks how is your wife it is really feeding into the fact that mm-hmm. you're not supposed to grieve as the dad. Yeah. You're supposed to be taking care of your wife and it's your wife's job to grieve for the both of you or for the whole family or for whatever. It it's makes no sense at all, but that's just feeds into what they feel. I mean, they feel it because that's really what people say.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep, for um, sure.
1: So uh, then the next person wrote one, other bereaved moms, and I have one really close to me. My grandma who lost my mom when I was a month old. I have a different love and appreciation for her now. Oh, yes. oh.
2: yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is different, isn't it? Yeah. It
1: is. Things change a lot. Um, Andrew wrote, my grief share group with other bereaved moms makes me thankful. Uh, Another person wrote, the support I find with my family and friends makes me extremely grateful. I'm also very thankful to Gwen Kay, to you, for all her support and grief education. Oh, Um, that was (laughs) sweet. And then um, with other bereaved moms, with my work family, with my Mm -hmm. gap moms, that's uh, bereaved support group moms, with bereaved moms, with other bereaved moms. That seemed to be a big big theme there is just other bereaved parents, but I love the little shout out to you, Gwen.
2: Well, thank you. That was very kind.
1: Well, I know that you would do offer so much help.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's such a holy space to be in um, where I can fill in for people and educate them on it and support them and normalize them and those sorts of things. That's why I was sitting here thinking, I don't really have a closing. I don't have like a thought. And I was thinking of this poem, how normal it is, how how bereaved we are, because that's a big part of what I do. But I was just kind of Googling on Facebook too. One of our listeners who we quoted last month that I had her um, permission, um, she wrote a blog post. Now our blog posts, like if they're on Facebook, are they, like open for people to share I I think so maybe what I'll do is maybe um we could tag it in your um on your Facebook and mine where people could go and read it because she's a bereaved mom and she wrote a beautiful blog post this week that I think um kind of puts this all together oh that's
1: beautiful that's beautiful Mm -hmm. And then my one lone comment from Instagram on this one is, was, again, I wish we didn't have this in common, but other grieving mothers that I know. So
2: yeah, definitely
1: back to that. other bereaved parents are such a comfort to all of us.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it's interesting because um, you know that you sent me to a, someone who I'm appreciating for a medical help and I felt like uh-huh. my problem was abnormal And the very first thing she did for me was normalize and just make me feel okay in what I was experiencing. And she said, oh, we're going to figure this out. I'm so glad Dr. Larson sent you here, blah, blah, blah. And I went somewhere else and someone normalized me again. And I was just like, oh, it's so nice to have people who get it. Well, that's why all these people feel so bonded to these other bereaved parents. Not that you'd wish Mm -hmm. that on them, but it's so nice to have someone who understands yeah. and gets you right. and just, yeah.
1: Right. I, I was just interviewing someone today, again, I was saying earlier, that she lost her son 18 years ago, and at that time, you know, the, so, there wasn't as much on social media, but there were different like forums that you could be in or things like that, and she would go on some site where, when she was just feeling really alone and wanting to be with another bereaved parent, and she would say, I'd just go on, and there might be somebody from Australia who was there, but I just needed, I just knew they would get me and get what was going on with me. So, mm-hmm. you know, she just felt like she could bond that way with strangers. And that's sort of what we do here. Oh, oh, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And then we did have another person right into the support I get from Taylor's bonus mom. And gave oh. the name Vinny. She's been such a help to me. It's it's like I have another mom grieving the same child with me. She's become a cherished friend.
2: Wow, that's oh, beautiful. That is.
1: Because I don't really think that really always is. happens.
2: No. For sure. No. Yeah, that. So I love, love that. Yeah. I I did find Anne's um thing and just the title of it is whole. Holding It Together, um, is the name of her blog, but she wrote the tape, the smaller is the table and it talks about the holidays coming again. So I, it's, I don't know if I have time to read it or you want me just to tag it on there, but I would uh, highly encourage you. You can read it. You can read it. Okay. So this is from Ann Yarrow. Um, she was, you know, we kind of, um, mentioned her last time as she was talking about vulnerability and that sort of thing. When we talked about that in grief, but she wrote this um, about the holidays smaller is the table. Here comes the holidays again, mom, here comes that time of year when families gather. But what if this year, everything is different for you? What if your table is smaller than it's ever been? God sees you. He hears your heart. He sees the smaller table. He sees the aching heart of every mother all over our torn world. He sees the ones who long for their homes to be loud and full again, even just for a day. He sees the ones who long to hear the sweetness of siblings laughing together in the other room while she does his cook, which all she does is cook all day long. And she do it again just to hear it for a moment. She, he sees the ones whose arms ache for the one who went far away uh, to take a job, to marry their sweetheart, to start a grand adventure and just can't make it back this year. He sees the ones who now have to share with their children's father or maybe his new wife or their daughter-in-law or son-in-law and their family. Or maybe they have to share their child with their um, country who now has them at war. And these kids come back to visit. They do. But for the ones who can't come back, for the ones who got lost when they went to find themselves only to lose themselves, for the ones whose departure was just to be a little while, but it was sudden and then it was final. For the ones who got sick and never got well, for you, mom, you who aches every day, God especially sees your heart. He cries with you. He aches with you. He screams with you. He holds the shattered pieces of your heart. And when you don't feel it or believe it, he does. He must because he is love. The heart of a mother soldiers on. It has to. Your life has changed. Your life has changed seasons and your children's lives have too. You had them for a while, for a breath of a while. But for now, you wait with hope. Hope for the next year to have them all around at your table or maybe you must wait even more for the ultimate hope to sit with them again in heaven forever. Mom, do you understand how much God gets it? He understands it fully. He feels it. He aches as well. He waits patiently for his children to come to him, to come home, to say yes to coming home forever, to dine with him at his table. There will be a day when the table will be set and ready. Have you received his invitation? when your chair sits empty here on earth will you be sitting with him in heaven will you be with the one who created you in his image the one who still gave his life for you knowing you from beginning to end he has a plate place set with love just for you oh wasn't that beautiful
1: that is beautiful
2: (laughs) she's a great writer and she's got a beautiful photo of just an empty you know like almost bowlish plate just alone mm-hmm. there i just mm-hmm. so it's it's yeah. um from a oh, and i wanted to end it. with and then share
1: one more thing that mm-hmm. um that chrissy wrote on the blog on a journey for caleb just three days ago and it it the picture says it's okay not to feel thankful And then she wrote, today I'm thankful for the truth in this statement. Am I thankful? Yes. Very. Do I always feel thankful? No. And that's okay. Living with loss is hard and the holidays only exacerbate the pain. If you're entering your first, your fifth, or your 20th holiday season without your loved one, here's a friendly reminder to be gentle with yourself. If you're a friend supporting someone, don't take it personally if they're not feeling very thankful. Simply love them, support them, and give them grace. Mm. And I think that's a beautiful way to end today. Thank you, Chris. Oh, absolutely.
2: For that.
0: Thanks for listening. If you found this helpful and would like to support the podcast, please leave a five-star rating and comment. To help financially, you can text Andy's mom to the number five 555, or visit the donate page on andysmom.com. Your donations are secure and tax deductible, and we are now able to accept Venmo, PayPal, and Apple Pay. Always Andy's Mom is a registered 501c3 organization and can receive donations through smile.amazon.com, Thrive in Financial, and Benevity, amongst others. Marcy loves hearing from listeners. Please feel free to reach out to her via email at marcy at andysmom.com. Also, be sure to sign up for the email list to receive weekly updates as well as pictures of all of Marcy's guests and their children. Together, let's work to inspire hope one day at a time.